Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 49. I'll be around. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play the seventh message from Chris Pearson. Chris, being my musical collaborator in Open Sauce, left more messages than anyone else in this time period. And fortunately, he has been willing to be interviewed about the messages he left, as well as the Open Sauce era. The message for this episode is short, just six seconds long, and comes from the winter of 1989. After Chris comments on the message, we discuss the origins of Open Source, which began as a project by our original violin player, Ian Brody. Here we go. Hey man, it's Chris calling. I'll be around all day, so give me a call. Yeah, that's, it sounds like we've got plans in the works, right? It sounds like we've got tentative plans. And it's Saturday, that's often the day to get together and make music. You know, hearing it now I, gets me a little bit excited because I, I, I always look forward to it. So let's talk a little bit about the origins of open source. My recollections are that the kind of the first time we performed was Ian had, he, he had an idea, a concept for a performance piece well, the I, University I, of I, Chicago. I, I have two memories of this, one indoors and one outdoors. So I, I had this thing called Young Dogs that I had inherited. They had these regular poetry performance things one, that would happen once a quarter. And the guy, when I first got to school, I went to them. And then the guy who was hosting them and running them left. And I sort of inherited them. And I remember running a few of them. Um, so it might have been for one of those things. And that was in, in a basement space, not very big, you know, with uh, tiered seats. And I think we did something there. And I, then we also did another performance for some sort of arts festival on an outdoor stage. So going back to the underground space, this was at the it, University it, of Chicago? Yeah, in, the ba in, a, in a basement on campus. So there was a poetry performance group that would have regular performances. They were called Young Dogs. I didn't make up the name, I, but I would put up signs for, you know, Young Dogs, Friday night at 7.30, free. My friend Jim Dunn would read, would read, I would read. You know, it was mostly sort of like weird, beatnik-y, performance-y poetry with a little bit of odd stuff worked in there. And I'm sure that some sort of noise music would have been welcome. I bet that's it. I bet this was trying to flesh out a Young Dogs performance. And I think we were called the Open Sore, if we had a name at all, if it wasn't just the Ian Brody project. At one point, he would use the name Entartete Kunst. Oh, yes. Antarctica Kunst is... It's the delinquent art. Yeah, you know, yeah. Know, uh, Nazis labeled as, labeled as, as, as degraded art. art. So I think he called himself or his work Antarctica Kunst. And that we may have been performing under that name. I know at one point we were the open sores, which was my idea to be punky and edgy and provocative. And then 85 or yeah, 86, it, it, we come to New York. And Ian set up the gig at the Knitting Factory. 
if you look at the manufacturer is still operational today, but it's much, much larger and established, you know, you'd probably pay $50 to go see a show there. I don't think our, actually, I think our show was a couple of dollars and I think we did get a little something. I, for some reason, I think at the end of the night, we got like 30 or $40. I wonder where that space was on Houston. I know exactly where it was in Houston. Okay. It was right by the Milano Bar, and it's basically on the south side of the street, just east of Lafayette. So it's like between Lafayette and the Bowery, I guess. Maybe there's another block in like Lafayette and Elizabeth or something like that. And Chris's memory, it turns out, is exactly correct. The original location for the knitting factory was 47 East Houston, between Mulberry and Mott Streets. Milano's bar is still there, and the former knitting factory space is now occupied by an upscale bistro called Estella. According to the Knitting Factory website, they began in 1987, so that was probably the year we performed there. The Knitting Factory is now a multifaceted entertainment company that sponsors shows across the country. In regards to the underground theater where we first played with Ian, it was likely in the Reynolds Club. I found a listing for the Young Dogs from 1984 in the Gray City Journal with scheduled readings from Christopher Pearson and a performance from Music for Mutants, among others. The likely outdoor venue Chris mentions was Festival of the Arts, which took place every spring. The University of Chicago is in the process of posting past issues of the Maroon on the web. So, in the future, I hope to pin down exactly the dates of our campus performances. One thing Chris and I have not yet discussed in the podcast is how the band Open Source became Open Sauce. So that's something to look forward to in one of my future conversations with Chris. But that's it for this week. As always, thank you to Chris for his participation. If you would like to participate in this podcast or have comments, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.